you go to a atm there is no cash right there is a slip that comes out ki uh, sorry out of the out of service right? whatever is that automation yes okay correct but is it the right automation no automation no, automation is not a zero one kind of thing yeah. as degrees right if next degrees ki okay you are in this particular area the next nearest uh, atm which will have money is in this area correct 1.2 km away from you yeah. that's the personalization that is an automation i want to that's the relevance that correct automation cannot be zero or one mm-hmm. personalization cannot be kyunki personalization hai ya nahi hai the various what stages. level you are doing it makes a lot of sense user engagement and retention is a crucial but least understood aspect of a growing a successful business we are here to change that hi this is ankur join me as i dive into conversation with the best and brightest minds in user engagement to help you navigate the why what and how of this subject hi everyone this is ankur your host for the state of retention marketing podcast and on this episode today i have shitesh patsul he leads the group crm function for the good lab group It's a large bunch of brands now and a fairly large uh, revenue scale as well. So Shridesh, thank you so much for doing this with us. Very excited to have you here. Thank you, Ankur. Thank you so much for inviting me. Awesome. So you know, just to get us uh, rolling on the whole aspect of uh, user engagement in a personalized fashion, give me one example of one digital engagement that you really enjoyed and you actually thought that this is a great idea. Why aren't we doing this yet? Uh, I loved Country Delight digital activation. Yeah. Yeah, they are reaching your home in such a personalized manner. Mm-hmm. They know exactly what I want. They know exactly when I want, and they give me right activation at the right time. That's my favorite. This is activation. That's country delight. So that's actually a milk brand. Normally, we would have considered them to be a bit of a boring play, but you know, Shrithi is excited about them. So that's very interesting. And is there a brand that you are really loyal to now, given that the the, the number of choices you have available across most categories is yeah. so much more? uh the brand that i am loyal to is website okay i love their marketing point of view and their positioning okay so in today's world the marketing is very very you can say dependent on time but they have a focused marketing their end of season sale will start from same date across the year end on the same day nobody no brand in the world is doing that i have shopped when i have to shop they know when i have to shop and i shop at exactly that time i love website for that as is this because of their very predictable consistent credit yes yes predictability is something that is we are losing in the industry right now every everyone is doing everything at all the times right yeah. so predictability in the operations in the strategy is what i like about sure plus the products are awesome and well i mean you've grown very substantially in the last few years and you're surrounded by a bunch of b2c brands who are operating in small niches in the same beauty category over on yeah. you have acquired a bunch of them as well yeah. in your view how uh, mature are they is this something which is like already yeah. got to a good level or do you think so it is, it is it has gotten to a good level but uh, there is a lot of potential uh, with the tg that most ecom or most d2c brands work with are the younger tgs mm-hmm. slightly fickle minded on what the brand they want the brand they don't want right sure. so it's dependent on how communications are done how engaged they are with the brand so i'm saying they are there but there's a lot of potential uh, still in the industry to retain the so you're fairly bullish on the scale of the industry <coughs> as a personal yeah. personal yeah. care as a category personal care as a category makeup as a category mm-hmm. all these categories custom and our tgs younger audience younger 
female audience. I believe there's 20 million of them, right? Something like that. 20 million only for MyGlam. We have customer base of more than 30 million now. As across this multiple yes, brands. Yes, yes. And that's where the main customer uh, RTG lies. Sure. So we have to be there to engage them. We have to be there to talk to them. We have to be there to make sure that they, all their needs are completely fulfilled. You you mentioned something about the brand play from West Side, the predictive play from West Side being an exciting element. And as a data-driven marketer, that's sometimes a little difficult for me to absorb because you mentioned that all of these niches. And if there's one message from the brand perspective, how do you make it resonate with such a large number of audiences which have their own set of preferences? Correct. See, preferences of customers changes, the need changes. You have to answer that. But how can your marketing or how can you become predictable to some extent, not completely, but how can you be predictable to your customers so that they start waiting for you? Okay. So they start waiting for your communication so that uh, your uh, engagement points become their answering points. Okay. That's where I want to reach. That's the that's your uh, holy grail. State of... That's a holy grail that I have to hmm. uh, cross. Currently, we are definitely not there, but some Sorry. sort of predictability to the marketing, to the engagement of customer definitely helps in making sure they stay with you for a longer time. Very interesting. So now, uh, you know, give us a sense of the nature of all the different businesses you're after. How does the audience profile differ? How does their behavior differ? And how are you addressing this at the group level? Correct. I mean, are there like yeah. obvious cross-selling yeah. synergies or cross-selling? Yeah, sure. So we currently work with six. Uh, we have six uh, e-com brands. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, we have media company. Apart sure. from that, we have influencer company as well. But six major brands, which are MyGlam, Scent Botanica, The Mom's Core. Sirona, Organic Harvest and Baby Chakra. So we are into female and baby mom kind of businesses. Cross-sell synergy is definitely there because every brand has different specialty, right? Mm -hmm. Organic Harvest talks about more of Ayurvedic products, more of how can you be, how can you look good uh, without damaging your skin. STB has different kind of, Mm -hmm. uh, you can can say about the personal care and hair care items. Then my glam is very much focused on the makeup and sure. slightly on the skincare items as well. So yes, there's a definite cross-sell synergy because end of the day, the TG is one, right? There's a particular female who's buying all these products, right? And yeah. she needs makeup, she needs hair care, she needs skincare, she needs Ayurvedic, she needs everything. But, so, you know, a very basic but obvious solid question maybe, is the data now consolidated or are these still data? Yeah, data is absolutely So now you know if it's same Miss Shalini who's buying across these six platforms. Absolutely, absolutely. So she is not buying this brand, why is she not buying this brand? Okay. You want to answer that. So from a communication standpoint now, some brand would have recruited that customer and some brand is trying to engage with that same customer. How do you make sure this is unified? And I'm jumping a few steps, but yeah. that becomes the obvious first question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unified. So first thing is we have a loyalty program. Right. That is a group level loyalty program. Okay. So where we want to engage customers at a group level also. Not individual brand level we are doing, but at a group level to consolidate everyone. Mm. We have a group level loyalty that okay. talks about your PI information. Mm. Uh, what is your date of birth? What is the agenda? What is your age group and all these kind of things. So demographics, demographic, all the demographics, customer demographics we have at the group level as well. And then we have individual brand building and trying to answer that, okay, she's a probable customer for brand A, brand B, might not be for brand C. Mm. Because if she's a young woman of 21, I don't expect her to buy from Bob's company, Moscow or BB. Yeah, yeah. So that's how we are building our ecosystem. Uh, identifying enough. right customer for the right brand. 
Okay, so then as far as cohorts and repeat behavior are concerned, all of this information does get cross-populated. Did this person acquired with this brand, but now it's also repeating. Now also repeating with this brand. And is there like an internal mandate? Because I remember from a conversation that I had with Swiggy's Anuj that uh, there's a fairly simple structure. They have different lines of business. So you have... Why not? Why not? Have this? See, why, why is not a viable thing? Because the customer is part of the G3. Absolutely. Yes, so we want... It's just like simple thing, like uh, a brand is selling five categories. Sure. They would want customer to buy from all the five categories. Yes. So that's the same logic we are using here. Also. So it's Fair, cross, absolutely. Cross sell synergies are absolutely. Sooner, let's get something slightly operational out of the way. You know, so as Shritij, who's the group head of CRM for the uh, fairly large setup, what's on your dashboard every day? What are the numbers that you care about on an everyday basis? Uh, everyday number is mostly about the revenues, the number of. Is this to do with channel or is this to do with the entire channel, channel level also? Mm-hmm. And then how much traffic is coming on our platforms? Mm-hmm. Is there any trigger that can bring more customer on a weekend, weekday? <coughs> what are the different talking points to the customer that can happen? What are different journeys that is running currently? Where are these? Are there a drop in those journeys? These are the daily things that we track. So I'm sure you have a team which does a lot of this stuff for you. But at your level, the most important stuff that gets surfaced is if this is broken, then I have a problem. Yeah, right. That is that is daily revenues, daily visits on the platform, and daily orders. So revenues, orders, visits, anything to do with repeats, retention. Yeah, that that areas. is not a daily thing because it is weekly, weekly, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe weekly or weekly is majorly about the channels, how the mm-hmm. channels are performing. Fortnightly okay. is where the repeat rate are getting tracked. Okay, okay, this is now where we are, and we have a clear action of next fifteen days. If my repeat rate is falling down, they mm. look repeat as not as a overall level. It sure. from different cohorts level. Yeah. Okay. So, so cohort one has a repeat of twenty percent last month. This month we are at eighty. Oh. What are the next step to get these get get these extra customers back? Extra customers back. Yeah. And make sure that our numbers are. So repeat good. rates are getting better and not worse. Yeah. So retention, retention, retention is absolutely focused. Yeah. But not on a daily basis. You can't yeah, do much can't, about this. No, there's no delta to look at daily basis. Around fortnightly, we see this delta positive or delta negative, and then action plans are made. So, cohort level repeat rates on a fortnightly basis, yeah. and whatever interventions get made, get made on, on that level. Correct. Anything Correct. else that rolls up on a monthly level, then? Monthly level is the uh, first thing, the cross sell thing. How okay. many customers are going from one brand to another? How my cohorts are moving ahead? Uh, if I talk about a behavioral segmentation, right? There's a customer who's high loyal, then there's a customer who's potential loyal, then there's who's uh, just starting and this journey. Loyalty scoring is on the basis of recent frequency, a bunch of variables. In this bunch of variables, not not just three bunch of variables like number, how they are, uh, how much they are uh, responding to our messages, how active they are. Then it does us go. You derive whatever multiple data sources that come to And how these segments are going up? Mm-hmm. Are these customers becoming more and more engaged? Because the top segments have to have more customers every okay. month. So, and there's been some drops also. So, how is this whole thing going on? That is a monthly thing that we do. So, I'm going to zoom into the whole aspect of segmentation. Given that you have uh, so many different product categories and several businesses now, to look at uh, any kind of customer data, it has geographic variables, it has demographic variables, it has uh, average order value range variables, it has brand preference variables. How do you look at segmentation as a subject? I mean, how many segments do you deal with on a daily basis? See, if I talk about a layman term, right, there can be 20 different variables, 100 different segments. But Correct. I have to look from a, a customer persona point of view, mm-hmm. not at a segment level. Okay. Right? Persona is the most important part. Can I identify that customer through that variable? Okay. I, because uh, suppose I give you, there's a customer who's Shalivi, who is a buying, I'll give you an example of my lab, who's mm-hmm. buying only office makeup from me. She is coming uh, every fortnightly 
looking at stuff buying monthly and her average order price is around 500 or 600 okay. she likes uh, light shades and all those kind of things so that's a persona that is now more than a segment that is a persona and i can talk to that customer so help me understand this shivish yes. uh one is by the way for those who don't know shivish has spent time at hansa equity so he's a hardcore data professional as well as the back end of it which is why to map uh, the shalini who likes light shades of lipstick and is an office pickup person translates into a bunch of variables that come together right? correct absolutely correct What are these variables? And these are one of the transactional slash engagement variables. Absolutely, right? absolutely. And they roll up to the sun. They roll up to these. So now I have now my last point will be I have one lakh shanlis in my database. Sure. How can I talk to these one lakh shanlis? How can I make sure that her needs are fulfilled? If she is going for office because shanlis not only going to office, she is going to parties also. Sure. But clearly she is not buying that makeup from me. Why is she sure? So that? I'll get to that part in a bit. You know, so you have a hundred thousand shalinis in your system, and yeah. but you have twenty million overall customers. If you want to start making segments of hundred k each, correct, correct. That's too many segments. That's just a high hypothesis. So that's because I understand that uh, you know when you try to break segments, and the path that we tend to try and understand better is you break it on gender, then you break it on demography, maybe you break it on uh, age brackets, maybe your yeah. job. What we need yeah. are doing this. Yeah. It ends up just getting too fragmented, and it just gets. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I can't work with hundred segments at a time. I have to make sure that I have ten. Max ten, not more than that. Huh. But those ten should be absolutely different from each other, right? And it should be exhaustive data. That's what I was going to get to, right? When you say it is exhaustive, the moment you from a persona perspective, ultimately you break your audience down into uh-huh. a ten persona. Correct. How do you so? Majorly, uh, we do this persona thing for the active customers who are regular on our uh, platform. So regular so would mean frequency less. Frequency once a month is uh, okay, good enough for us. On um, Twice a month is good enough for us. But fit cut off can be anything around that. But yeah, active customers were transacted recently in the last three six, months, six, six, six months, months or okay. three months. So those are the customers where we focus more on. So recently, less than six months frequency, one or twice a month mm-hmm. overall. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we majorly uh, segment that those customers. So within this, we make ten buckets, which is persona-ish kind of an approach. Okay. Ahead. The choice of product category is one variable. Product category is one variable in our business. Kind of shades is one variable. Okay. Ah, uh, then what kind of uh, product she is liking? How frequently she is? How is she liking? This is transactions or browsing behavior or transaction browsing behavior and sort of uh, outside uh, how she is responding to our campaigns. So which campaign did she respond to or how much? Which campaign did she respond to? Is she more into discounts or she is more into right product? So clicks or transactions. Click transaction behavior. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, so the score is a composition of your uh, purchases, recency, frequency, of course, and then there is uh, the engagement with the. There are there are multiple channels, right? So there are offer communications, there are new arrival communications. Correct. Which one is she responding to in terms of click? Correct, correct. And now she is early adopter of a new product. Yeah. Or she is like she likes her. So a lot of these are derived product. attributes in some sense, yeah, right? Yeah. So you use some sort of a behavior. For example, I remember it. Uh, A fashion company that I used to be involved with, uh, we would look at the age of a certain SKU in our system. If, it, if this guy is always buying it at like the liquidation stage, or is it mm-hmm. always being bought at uh, early stage, a new arrival kind of place. Correct, correct. So that's that's what we call our early adopters, have. who likes to try the products which are recently launched. Sure, and we do a pretty good uh, awareness campaign about those products. Also, oh, they automatically get also the new arrival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this this is kind of where the behavioral uh, element becomes very interesting, right? So you have a user who's doing a few things on your platform, which is what you are rolling up and defining into. A set of persona-based segmentation. Correct. And you're able to do this, just you know, within a set of ten segments because it would get very comprehensive again, right? 
it does it does but then we have to combine those segments to because see working with 100 segments is it's not practical not How practical at all you have to combine to uv sub order value over 500 yeah. and this 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 you combine these 10 variables right. and then create a persona fair enough and then you find out okay this is the sig- significant persona to talk about mm. this is the customer who will give us the maximum benefit this is the customer who i want to talk i can solve our problems sure So that's how we reach out with the size of each of these groups, so to speak, yeah. segments, so to speak, has to be meaningful for you to take action. Correct. Absolutely, it can't be so less that it doesn't have any impact on the business. Absolutely. So that's why, so you know, just to look at the top few segments, and you describe the behavioral aspect of it as a key determinant of how somebody would pay a cohort. So on an on a reasonably frequent basis, you talk to these ten segments in ten different languages. Yeah. And is there an expectation of people moving from one segment to the other? Or do they continue their behavior? Correct. So, uh, so one one thing is very very important in our business is that you segment customer, right? You know that you segment customer. This customer A is in particular segment B. Sure. Does customer A knows about it? That you have you are talking, you are doing, you have segmented our well, uh, and are you talking the right language that she wants to hear? Because what happens? Right language. I'm assuming any any communication channel, whatever it is. Uh, the main thing is that he customer doesn't know. कस्टमर हैज टू नो थ्रू पर्सनलाइजेशन के अच्छा इनको पता है मेरे बारे में प्रॉब्लम इन द इंडस्ट्री Through your communication, that you are you have done your segmentation, or you know exactly them. So that's why right. I think I end up being in a dilemma with the very fragmented approach to segmentation versus a personalization approach. Correct, because you know ideal. See, ideal ideal size of segment is one exactly, and that's where you can't do more personalization. Yeah, segmentation approach, right? <laughs> so, you know, fun fact. Uh, this comes up in all my conversations because I'm fond of that subject. I've been mean, uh, food pandas local CRM yeah. yeah. So food is a hyper local business, which means if I like Chinese cuisine below three hundred rupees based out of Gurugram in Mumbai, you can't send me a message about a restaurant in Saket, which is a premium pandas. Correct. Absolutely. So that's as valuable as it can get. So if you were to think in that dimension about personalization, this can't be done by segmentation. I can't build every city, every locality in the same. Yeah. 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 Personalizing content. Correct. So, so the main logic behind the personalization, you do this segmentation. Sure. Okay, that is one level of personalization. Yeah. Then, in this segment, uh, not through the data or anything, then you personalize something which is relevant to customer. I give you examples. Suppose, ah, uh, you live in Mumbai, right? If my my communication comes to you that uh, today is going to rain in Mumbai, if you are going to, uh, if you are going to out, if you are going out, please plan this. That's a personalized. When I give you example. Uh, people talk about automation all the time, right? Yeah. Uh, you go to a ATM. There's no cash, right? There's a slip that comes out. He, uh, sorry, out of service. Out of service, right? Yeah. Is that automation? Yes. Okay. Correct. But is it the right automation? No. Automation. Be, automation is not a zero one kind of thing. Yeah. It has degrees, right? If next degrees, ki okay, you are in this particular area. The next nearest uh, ATM which will have money is in this area. Correct. 1.2 kilometer away from you. Yeah, that's the personalization. That is the automation I want. That's the relevance. That correct. Automation cannot be zero or one. Mm-hmm. Personalization cannot be because personalization is not enough. The various what level you are doing it makes a lot of sense. So you know, I, before I jump to personalization, which is also has its own sort of yeah, yeah. Just to yeah. say on the whole uh, segmentation bit itself, right? In terms of uh, the touch points to a segment that you know people need to be treated differently across frequency of communication across. 
challenge of communication is that also a factor that you utilize across these ten segments? It is. It is. Channels play a very very important role, right? Yes. Uh, my app users who are very relevant on who reads my app notifications religiously are a very important customer for me because. But is that a variable in the top ten segments? That app user versus non app user. Absolutely, absolutely. It it is not defining the personas. But when you talk to the customer, it appears afterwards. It appears right? after. In terms of so yeah. stack of how you think about your customer brief. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So you have those ten personas. Correct. And then you have app user, non app user. Non app user. Right. Uh, respondent on WhatsApp. Respondent on app. So channel preferences are another. Channel preference will be part of the biggest order. It will be when uh, when we talk to customer first. So, if you want to put a pecking order around, how do you look at segmentation variables, right? Yeah. You have those ten personas created using yeah. recently frequency channel uh, responsiveness yeah. and engagement, and then you have the app versus non-app, web only, mobile app, and web, and that's the layer. Correct, correct. Where is the customer? Then the last level would be ki when is uh, when is the customer when does the customer want to receive the communication? Is she a weekend browser or is she a weekday browser mm. or is she looks at the Communication late in the night, or she's the morning person. She looks at communication in the morning. This would be now. This is the last level, last level of personalization that I want. So the dispatch time is kind of now automated across most platforms, and really, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it is, but I'm not sure it is absolutely yeah, smart yeah. way. Done <laughs> smart way, okay. It is not. Yeah, it is not there. It is not there. So is this because of lack of data or the other lack of data? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lack of data is one thing. Secondly, reading the reading the actual customer preferences um, through data will also have its challenges. Right? You can't you can't reach hundred percent. You can't. Yes, and they've shown something about it twice. You can't make it like a correct, pattern. correct, correct. You have to have enough data to make correct, it. Correct, correct. You coming from sector. So efficiency, so efficiency can't less. be more than seventy or seventy-five percent for that. But even if you reach seventy-five to eighty percent of that, that's quite you, that's right? quite sufficient. Very easy. Okay, awesome. So this gives me a fair sense of how the segmentation is being applied, and this is somewhat of a mature play, I would imagine. How has this evolved over the last few years? Uh, it is it is evolving because we started with uh, RFM, which is yeah most basic one, or even before that we started with okay, quotes based on how long she has not visited, or how long uh, she has made a transaction, not visited app, all those things. So started with basic, then RFM, and then behavior. That so is, behavior is the uh, click stream in some sense. This is click so stream right now, but obviously the next yes. one would be the modeling and regression modeling and that's understanding. That's the advanced. So about the whole topic around segmentation itself, you could look at your maturity curve. You started off with very basic stuff, then RFM came into the picture. You know the reason I'm asking this question at this level of granularity is for a typical D2C brand or an e-commerce player, we tend to get overwhelmed with the complexity. Connect. And what I typically tend to recommend is, you know, it's a journey. It's not that, that problem right. is feasible. You to crawl and walk, and then you get that. So the you crawl find all the step three before going to step one. Absolutely. So crawl, walk, and run is how I Correct. typically put it. Correct. So you're saying that level one, sort out your RFM and utilize that as a method of doing action. Correct. And then you go forward. Then move into segment. Then move into persona. Then move into regression model. Persona and everything needs people to have those uh, digital. I would say. Data scientists on the team, right? Because you have to build a model around yeah, yeah, assembling yeah. the variables which are defining a persona. Correct, 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 it's not correct. so straightforward. It's, it's a very nice important thing to do also. It's very important. Well, of course it is. I'm just saying that unless you have a security kind of background like yourself or a data science team in house, I don't know if a smaller D2C brand can afford to actually build those things yet. I mean, they could do a subjective job at this. Yeah. But a pure data-driven job, See, persona uh, building is hard. Persona or uh, regression, you can't get it right 100% of the first attempt. That sure. is not possible. So besides, to start with, you have to deploy the right kind of resources to make it correct. Happen. Correct. And you need to have right kind of infrastructure as well. Absolutely. To create those kind of 
variables to because to begin with the all the data points you're talking about are not even getting captured at the right level uh, for a large number of companies in the early days yeah that's what i'm saying if we uh, as a d2c it is there so yeah. there's a lot of potential to make sure the customer retain oh absolutely so you know uh, what i was trying to understand was from a customers or rather a b2c brands journey perspective you've had a fairly tech first play from a very early early days and beep was a uh, key driver and yeah. i remember the data stack was a very very early part of the conversation is correct that's not the reality of a lot of shopify or other dvc brands who start off as you know having a third party set up a shopify store for them it's a business thing that's running the situation key so they don't capture all of these data points they don't process all of these data points effectively and they don't translate this into actionable very quickly i but what i hear you say is in the starting point just get your rfm uh basic basic you know, subcontent in rfm and then move forward okay awesome so now if you were to move uh from the segmentation side to the engagement side of things right that's where the channels come into the play correct uh, how many channels are you using right now uh, currently we are using four okay uh, whatsapp notification email sms the push notification on the app push notification on the app yeah. you don't use the browser push you don't use an app overlay uh, a conscious choice yes yeah it's absolutely conscious choice yeah. i think these uh ivr per se that is was also a channel But I think web push and IVR are sort of getting obsolete nowadays. Uh, because myself, when when you open a browser, it shows a notification, get allowed or denied. And in my life, I've clicked like more than hundred denies and zero allowed. I mean, kind of because how people do a poor job at asking for permission. Yeah, this yeah. is a completely yeah. contextualized way of yeah, asking yeah. for permission. It's a free channel. Correct. So web push uh, is not a very important channel for us right now. Have you tried it? Failed with it? Yeah, yeah, we tried failed. Okay, awesome. This is interesting because uh, what we've seen is that a variety of use cases where we've seen a lot of volume from web push, and because it's a free channel, people sometimes tend to abuse it as well. Correct. And then it starts to become that correct. you know that correct. hand that lays golden eggs that uses skill. Correct, correct, absolutely correct. Do it so well, try it. But see, custom the TG that I work with, right? It's more of a younger one. They sure. are very, very tech savvy. They know all these things. Mm-hmm. They never allowed it. <laughs> yeah, so, but if somebody who's very young, somebody, somebody who wants to know the first time something on sale and they yeah. don't have an application, I mean. They'll benefit from a web push like that. Could be, could be. Plus, it's cheaper than WhatsApp, it is, right? Way cheaper. It is, it is way, way cheaper. But for us, it's a sort of an obsolete. As of now, not a priority. Channel, right. yeah. yeah. Uh, we are focused on these very heavy users of web push. I mean, because uh, we try the channel usage mm-hmm. and mobile app push, obviously being free and app push are the web. Correct. Our focus is heavy more and more customer on our app, which makes sense. Yeah. So now, as far as channels are concerned, you also uh, aren't really using any overlays whatsoever on the app or the web. Do like session? It's not here. No. Okay. Ah, uh, fair. So the sports channels end up being well utilized. Ah, uh, heavily utilized. Yeah. Ah, uh, so the two of favorite channels are WhatsApp and notification. Okay. Because ah, uh, we are largely a content-driven commerce sure kind of firm, and we have a lot of content also across our products. Sure. So that's where ah uh, notification and WhatsApp give me liberty to use those. It's content. rich media and it's some very most cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rich media is. That media somewhere you can create impact, mm. right? If you uh, use the right triggers, you can create a bigger impact. I was going to get to that, right? So a lot of it, it triggers this aesthetically, but of automation. But mm. since you mentioned this already, yeah. uh, what percentage of your communication is actually automated? Uh, and regarding something around forty. So forty percent is automated on yeah. everyday basis. A whole bunch of stuff would go out even if you know your team decides to not do anything. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So and how is that about customer intent based? Absolutely. How does that evolve? You know, was this a conscious priority that we it need is, to automate? It is a priority, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, when a customer shows intent, you need to make sure that that intent remains right, and you get a transaction from the customer. Sure. That's where these automated 
uh, automated larger degree of personalization things come in picture and yeah around 40% of our communications are and how has that evolved was it like it uh, is it is initially it is, it is always evolving, evolving. Uh, with the analytics that comes yeah. uh, it is always evolving uh, you get new new triggers about the customer you know more about them like when you see a customer search in your just give you an example if customer search in your uh, search bar the chances of conversion is twice as compared to a normal one sure right so when you identify that okay this is happening hmm. now when a customer is searching what extra can i talk to sure. because their intent is even more hmm. they are they are coming on a platform with a proper uh, mindset or a proper uh, what you can say about that intent to buy intent to buy most of they have customer. they have the intent to buy more intent to buy so how can you be more personalized to that customer as compared to a random or a normal customer who just come for uh, sort of window shopping also opening the app for uh, no particular reason so that's how the journeys keep adding keep adding sort of uh, you would obviously have started at 40% at some point it became like okay yeah, the bike you yeah, 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 yeah. and then this uh, you know we typically see the abandoned cart abandoned search wish correct. list kind of any kind of uh, and there's a business events on price drops or discounts or low stock or yeah. new arrivals all of those become triggered communication correct and the way we've seen it is people who turn on all of these communications get a fairly good amount of conversion so from this because compared to a mass blast like you said which has no specific reason to be sent out these things to do they have a reason much much better trick they have a reason yeah yeah so that's uh, on one side so your 40% has gotten to this point now and is there a stated goal to let's say make it 60% by end of the year or something of that nature uh, no 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 so these are the use case based only matlab aisa nahi ki we can create a use case for ourselves sure. it has to be shown to us by the customer yeah right if customer is showing us a pattern then we create a automated journey out of that it's not that all we have to work on the volume perspective it will always be small because it will be smaller yeah the more yeah, sharper yeah, thing exactly right? exactly exactly so there is no target on that we need to reach 60 or we need to reach 70 it is whatever customer shows whatever pattern you customer maximize this yeah we want to maximize it but there's no if you were to send a certain number of communications out per day uh, would you have a system by which the automated thing gets a preference over the mass thing or the customer might get to a uh, no, no we have a for some intent we have this prefer uh, preferred thing not right. for all but yeah for some we have this prioritization so i mean if it, if there is a intent slash uh, triggered message that's due for this user that is i that is highest priority yeah, yeah. that would be the highest right and you know from a majority perspective it sounds kind of obvious that younger companies should make sure that all of their automated stuff is up and running even though their manual stuff might not be hmm. is that something that you think is a yes yes, yes. you need to make sure that if a customer comes on your app they are treated nicely are sure. uh, these communications these channels through whatsapp or sms or email also they make sure that uh, customers attached to the brand they are if they didn't even using loop in some sense closing loop in some sense absolutely ad hoc can wait also uh, you have a limitation on how many ad hoc campaigns you can send right whether it's not a whatever it's not like that but we have keep it but for content based journeys closing the loop is the highest priority so automated triggers of audible sense of communication which is where automation becomes the meaningful part of it But the other side, when you spoke about segmentation and personalization, which is, uh, you know, again, do you track what percentage of communication is now personalized at some level or the other? See, that's what I'm saying. Personalization is a very, very, uh, relative kind of thing, sure. right? You some might, level, right? It's some level, like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You will, I will. Whatever. So if even if your uh, name appears on the message, it's a personalized message. Yeah, but that's correct. That's a that's a basic level of personalization. Correct. Then if you if I'm using your city of residence, that's a next level of personalization. 
if I'm tracking your uh, derived variables, we're talking about the derived sure. variables. So I'm using that derived variables in my communication. That's the next level of personalization. So, you know, when you look at city, uh, for instance, India has a fairly diverse bunch of weather situations, right? And even season and climate situations. So, if it's really cold in Delhi, it's not the same in Bombay. It's probably uh, different. Even if you go region-wise, not go at city level. Oh, absolutely. You know, go at region-wise, not uh, south. Is, uh, when you look at utilizing the information of the city, uh, you have insane amount of transactions in whole lot of cities, right? Correct. Is that geographic angle to what's working in, let's say, Chandigarh versus what's working in Chennai uh, become a part of your communication plan? Uh, not exactly, but we track you. Okay, if something is working in Chandigarh because of the some external external things which are not applicable in Mumbai. Right. I suppose winter. We have a winter base. We have a winter products range. Right. Winter products range might not work in Mumbai or definitely not work in Chennai, but will work in Delhi and North region. You know, so as compared to my counterpart would be very simple. You know, top selling products in the preferred category of the customer in the city. See, these these things are also basically derived by data only. Absolutely. Uh, we don't have a pre-assumption that okay, this is happening here. Because... So, so saying top selling products in Delhi yeah. is like a top selling products I would dig from data. The okay. city filter is already applied. Correct. I send you to customers in Delhi and I do whatever uh, filters in terms of categories and price points. Yeah. And this is an email or a communication that goes out to that customer. Correct. And at least so what we've seen elsewhere, the click-through rates of this communication also really tends better to be better than 4x compared yeah. to the past yeah. class. Yeah. yeah. Because, uh, and that's what I was coming to that, you know, the, the remaining communication well, that is very simple personalization. City is very simple personalization. It's not hard, but it's not that obvious. Most people correct. It's not that obvious. Yeah, yeah. Even even the designs or the creative of a winter thing, which uh, we like that. And yeah, I found it fairly simple to just utilize the product catalog as a part of our product. email design. It doesn't matter uh, what else there is. As long yeah, as you have 12 or 16 products read out correctly, correct, correct, correct. And they'll get picked up by the algorithm. It's correct, being, correct, uh, correct. Hard coded and something. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, in terms of the remaining communication, uh, like you were saying that first love is the most obvious, but beyond that, you said cities as well. So, is this a, again a meaningful, let's say, part of the agenda to make sure that all the communication, or a big part of the communication gets personalized because it's ultimately helping your click-through rates. Correct. Yeah. So, that is that is the most important part. Because, see, just, just I'll give you an example. Suppose you have purchased a product, right? right. And I, I uh, send a communication to you that, Uncle, you have purchased product A. We, this is our top selling product. Our designers have put together product B, C, and D for you to complete your look. Oh. That is the top level personalization that is happening currently. Correct. Right. And this is because because actually, this is data driven. This is absolutely data driven. Yeah, like, because I know that after buying product A, both C and B, B, C, and D. Right. And it is shown on uh, websites also, apps also. But when it comes to as a communication, that has much more impact than as compared so to... So it's all the consistent. You make sure you see... Yeah, yeah. We use bots for this kind of communication. We use uh, our WhatsApp notifications also for some level. But we have this kind of communication. This is clear. Our recommendation play with a smart algorithm. Correct. So it correct. automatically have better click-through rates and conversion rates. Correct, 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 correct. So I see meaningful, let's say, progress. That is the upsell kind of thing that we want to do. You want to improve average order values, get correct. more category buys, you yeah. that. So, fairly interesting. So, you have uh, somewhat of a robust play on the automation side of things. Channel usage is, I saw some finite uh, focus, which is a choice made, essentially. And, and then you have a lot of emphasis on personalization across various uh, elements of it as well. Mm. So, you know, if you were to rate on a scale of 1 to 10, and 10 is your nirvana stage, where you think the perfect state would be, where do you see yourself on uh, the scale of personalization right now? We would say between uh, 6 or 7. That so what are the next three priorities for this year? Great, great three. Yeah, but priority would be to reach the level 8 or 9, which would be, uh, you uh, come to my website, I understand ki what is your intent to buy. 
even if you not searched it sure. my communication should go that i think you are looking for a for a makeup for the next party that you are going this friday you want to predict that of, right that you go yes. to Friday's every Friday you're here on a Wednesday which means probably you're here to buy something for the party correct correct okay. correct and with the products that you're looking at sure right and then we talk about okay these are the products that we think will you look great in the next party something you see happening in 2023 for you I hope so yeah well so I would love to understand uh, you know what is it that's holding you back from this which are the pieces of the puzzle Hello. that are not solved for yeah, yeah, yeah but this is where I want to reach are there specific, uh, let's say, initiatives within the data team which are solving for this now? Or, or what is the challenge? What's holding you back? Uh, see, you have to crack these kind of algorithms. It's, not, it's an algorithm question. Yeah, it's sense. not happening in day one or day two. Mm. This will take a lot of brainstorming how to do it. Because if you're doing this thing, you have to do it right. There's no point. I would imagine this will be a journey in some sense because, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a series of variables that correct, will come together, correct, right? Correct, correct, correct. So, uh, you can't be 100% right on this. But if you are reaching 80%, and we are good to go. So that's, we are designing the algorithm. You go back to, in some sense, the persona side of things with the user on the on the product side as well. And if you have uh, the occasions mapped to each product category in some sense, because that's, that's that is also a big challenge to do. But yeah, that is also one of the massive catalog like yours. You want to know now what are the Friday party products. If there are products that are classified as Friday party, and that's where product tagging can be actually very meaningful. So, you know, one of the things we try to do was, uh, in terms of trying to understand consumer behavior in a fashion play, uh, we classify brands as mass value and premium. Mm-hmm. And we figured that most people tend to stay within their uh, price range. You know, so on a shirt, yeah. a premium shirt is a very different price compared to a premium shoe. Yeah. So you can't apply the same absolute uh, tops. Yes. But yes, if we yes. still classify the, you know, the spectrum of pricing within shorts and correct, pricing within shoes. Every category will have different price point for the same. Absolutely. Customer. So I'm saying that a guy who prefers a mass branded shirt also likely prefers mass branded everything else because that's the kind of comfort zone he operates in. Yeah. And that automatically applies as a filter to his recommendations in that sense. Correct. But not compulsory, not... Uh, sometimes you will have... Sometimes you have that I want a premium shirt but I'm okay with a average jeans or average shoe. True, that could be interesting. But so the way we see it is, you know, uh, level 1 personalization, level 2 personalization, there are always going to be exceptions. Not Correct. everybody would convert any which Correct. But those layers end up uh, helping you classify the products in a certain fashion. Mm-hmm. And those product buckets now become slightly better recommendations because just like you made personas out of users, mm-hmm. you might also make buckets out of products which then uh, behave in somewhat of a predictable fashion. Correct. And now you're able to map the persona with the product uh, grouping. Then you're it gives you a uh, much better uh, click-through rates conversion rates. Correct, that. correct. Just the only thing click-through rates are the byproduct of how good your communication is. Absolutely. All, we always aim to make sure the customer re- understand what we're trying to say. Click through it as a byproduct. You know, very fundamentally what Google and Facebook have done essentially is utilize all the data they have about you to correct. make the most appropriate uh, yeah. messaging and that's why you kind of have those click through rates, right? That's so, correct. I like clearly aligned that uh, the, the way to go forward will end up being data driven. So while everybody might talk about the whole uh, brand purpose and philosophy and those elements, if you're not going to be a data driven and address the niches the way they want to be addressed or they expect to be addressed, it's not going to be a sustainable path forward. Absolutely about it. You, know, you have to be as personalized as possible. Customers should not feel that this campaign has come to a crowd of people or 10 lakh people or a lakh people for that matter. They feel like this is coming. That's that's the end goal. Absolutely. So now tell me something. Now given that you evolved all of these ways and you would have done a whole bunch of experiments through this journey as well. Are there any clear things that, okay, these are the five things that have worked for us and these are the five things that have not worked for us? You mentioned something about the channel. Yeah. Which yeah. is what? Uh, yeah. The web version yeah. work for you. 
But what are the other things that have worked very clearly, which seem to be generally done? Uh, WhatsApp bot engagement has worked for us. Yeah. Uh, that has worked for us big time. We are able to scale. We are able to engage with more customers. This is a bot engagement from a conversion outcome or from, engagement outcome? Yeah, engagement outcome. Okay. Right? Conversion is a, we just want customer to engage, to try it out. Yeah. Uh, revenue is a byproduct for this, mm. but engagement is the primary. Kidney chasing is more conversations. Correct. Number of conversations and length of conversation. Length of communication. Length of ah. communication. Right? If they send three messages to our bot, we are good to go. And you know, are you yet able to see the level of engagement on no, a bot? No, no, not at all. Uh, we've started recently. Yeah. So, but the starting results are quite encouraging. Because what I would love to be able to patch back to the main data is is my repeat rate of engaged customers better yeah, or yeah, not? Yeah, yeah. That that is that quite is, sure that be the case, right? Correct, correct. That is absolutely the aim. But mm-hmm. currently, we started it uh, not a long back. But yeah, this the initial results are quite encouraging. So that is clearly working for us. Not working for us. I already told. Both push that push is why. IVRs with that true caller and everything coming in, you see a red true caller. Right, nobody nobody, uh, nobody picks up the call anymore. Yeah. So anything else that you think is a general learning on the pluses slash minus side? Uh, more or less this only. Um, actually, what what will work and what won't work won't be a like a universal answer. Universal answer. What? It is very very dependent on the TG. Dependent. Yeah. Uh, yours is a competitive TG in some sense, right? I mean, a lot of people are vying for that attention for the same user, for the same <laughs> kind of part category. Uh, we face a lot of competition in the market. That's not the way key. We are that's right. leading it, but yeah, it's it's there. But yeah, we face a lot of competition. But you, your playbook to kind of deal with that, uh, in some sense, seems to be a data-driven personalized approach where people get their personalized attention in some sense, Correct. and they resonate with your messaging a lot more than they might resonate with a slightly more generic message sent by somebody else. That is the assumption we want to work on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's where you would want to. That's the hypothesis that I would want to believe. Yeah, well, we'll try and make sure from our perspective that we have to get there. But uh, so there's a lot of talk around AI, around subjects, let's say prediction, probability, yeah. modeling, and all of that. Yeah. Uh, is this something meaningfully in play for you yet? You did mention a little uh, bit here and there about... Uh, it's not else. It's not actually. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's the the kind of pricing that we do might have some bit of AI, but not for okay. the communication part. Okay. Uh, right. A week, uh, till now, we are at personal level. We want to reach that where custom where the system can tell us, okay, this is a customer you should go behind with this kind of product with an AI uh, starts enabled, but currently we are not there. And uh, at this point, even from a propensity modeling and all of that, you did have some scores getting alive. Correct, correct, correct. Uh, right. That is a kind of, uh, so it's uh, one, what you can say, one target variable kind of optimization we are trying to do, but uh, the AI level is away from the old. Still early days. It's still early days. And that has to do with uh, the talent supply the ecosystem can do this for you. Not, and not only talent, talent, not only talent. It's about the infra, it's about the uh, how can we manage this kind of mind. thing. Yes. A lot of those elements. Yes. 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 Fine, there's enough to do before you get to that in some Correct, case. correct. There's a long way to go before we reach that. You know, Shritish, we've had this uh, conversation before we started the formal uh, recording, but uh, the talent supply in the ecosystem is still in early days. In my simple hypothesis, Google and Facebook have taken 15, 20 years to get where they are, where there is enough people who understand how to optimize. But it's still super early days when it comes to user engagement and retention. And these playbooks are still being built. Uh, you know, in that sense, is there like a complete happy state with respect to the people and who are running this show for you internally? Do you, do you feel there is room to upskill? Are you expanding the team meaningfully? And is that an easy one? Yeah, room for upskill will always be there. That if it is not there, then it's a problem. I would say this. But yeah. I'm sure. really happy with the bunch we have. 
Yeah, the main thing required for this thing is to understand the customer now, what mm. they want, right? Because it's not what you want to send, it's what they want to receive. Sure. So that understanding is looks very simple, looks very common, but it is not. It's not. It's not right. The platform, the channel, the persona, that can be done, but the end targeting is most important part, and that is the main skill that I look. So that's what I'm trying to understand. That uh, a lot of brand owners mm. typically tend to struggle with building the right kind of teams to run this whole thing, for them. Mm. and that's where the supplier talent and you know one of our big efforts is where we just actually drive education. In that sense, and this conversation is a part of the same effort, right? How do you navigate this journey from low maturity to high maturity, yeah. or yeah. personalization, or automation, or triggers, and all of that? Mm. So that's the part where uh, I'm trying to understand if talent supply is not a problem for you. Uh, if you're expanding the team, then you're able to get enough people of the right skill who uh, know what they need to do. Mm. No, no, that is not the problem. See, one important aspect of retention that uh, we are not talking about is the kind of content and copy that goes out. Sure. Right. So, uh, understanding what is the right content and right copies a very important skill that has to have in a person who is looking for making a career in retention. Sure. Right, so that is a very deep data guy and talk about creative. That's like left brain and right brain completely. It has to. Right. It has to. If, if you can't combine a right brain and left brain, then then there's some issue because uh, copy has to resonate with what you are trying to do. Sure. If you are trying to do uh, a objective, your objective is A, and copy does not resonate with your objective clearly for the customer to understand. Uh, what you're trying to say, then there's a problem. Even the point, how do you mix a copywriter with the personalization skills? Because you know, to me, the smartest copywriter would be the one who's actually most effectively utilizing all the personalization variables available. Correct, right? correct, correct, correct. See, uh, utilizing personalized variable is a retention deep job. Hmm. Uh, how to put the variables together in a copy okay. is a copywriter's job. Okay. Right, so, so that's, that's how you look at it. Your teams kind of collaborate. That there be the brand. There, there has to be a collaboration. But there has to be a collaboration. But making sure that if we want to do objective way, it's clearly communicated as one of the main skills that is required in this job. Okay, so when you say that uh, the skills of the team, essentially, we heard <laughs> of the data side of things and uh, yeah. handling the platform and utilizing that is kind of obvious. But the hard part here ends up being what the copy, copy and creative booth. Which is generally a, a rare skill. See, copy see, correct. I mean, not, not a copywriter per se. Yeah. I don't expect the team to write the copies. Okay. But understanding you, okay, this copy is serving the purpose of what you are trying to do. Mm-hmm. Or what you are trying to communicate, this copy is serving the purpose. Your customer is not seeing through. Customer is not talking to you. Customer is seeing the message or the communication or the creative that is coming on your phone is born. So, is the objective met through this copy? Knowing that is important. Subject to a lot of testing and outcomes, or is this something <laughs> of subjectivity and quality? See, always you can't test. You have to see it before even it goes out. Yeah, but when you're doing something at that level, it is a related thing. Yeah, it is a it is a relative thing. I am. I can say that creativity is always relative. But uh, still, no, but the person who's designing all this now, doing all this hard work and designing the strategy, uh, if he's convinced with the copy, then I trust you. Okay. If he's convinced, then this is so. Right. At some level, this is subjective, but you leave that decision to a certain level. Correct, 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 correct. You know, but uh, the reason, uh, you mentioned about forty percent of the communication is automated, which means there's some volume of this getting dispatched every day to some bunch of customers. And for those campaigns, you have the conversion metrics tracked, and tomorrow, if you were to adapt the copy, to tweak the copy, to make test yeah. variations, yeah. you can keep doing that on a lot. Correct, absolutely. Because compared to a one-off last campaign, which goes through a bunch of people, uh, it's kind of the same copy and the same message going to a large chunk of people where. You might do an A-B test or maybe not, mm-hmm. but there's a degree of judgment and faith involved that this is how yeah, I communicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the person who's designing the strategy is the best judge to see, okay, this is right or not. 
and that's an evolving thing it's an evolving fit tasks theoretically right so you know uh, from a day zero framework if you were to now put it uh, yourself in the shoes of a new brand which is probably hit a revenue scale of 20 lakhs a month ballpark it's in early days for their attention uh, start to come into play what would be the framework that you know these are the first five things you should make sure you do, do on day zero okay so majorly starting with the automated communication if customer is coming on your website or any platform that you are providing to them uh how are you maintaining that relationship uh maintaining the funnel initially right, right? how the funnel is uh, how you acquire a customer then how he is into your funnel how he is uh, navigating how he is making a decision how he is adding to cart and how he is checking out that's the website transaction funnel at one level correct correct and overall journey of a customer at same level only because yeah. initially you initially when the customer is acquired then they have a okay i'm in the awareness phase so right. i know about the brand yeah. then i'm in consideration phase sure then i'm in the purchase phase so then i'm in the loyal whole communication piece ends up correct. structured around this correct thing. correct correct this is the customer journey that we have that has to be tracked awareness consideration purchase and repeat but i mean you talk about somebody who's already on the platform or is this before somebody clicks and comes to your website or mobile app this this thing has to be ready before a customer clicks on the app you have to sure mm-hmm. okay if customer is acquired then he is more or less aware now you would so say you consideration made a transaction acquired means, means he's registered registered with the registered with the company okay so transaction is yeah transaction is when the customer is mine correct for that you've just acquired the customer correct. they know about it they have the awareness then mm-hmm. the next step is consideration Which how is to make sure us audit what if you said trust building trust building sort of understand what you are trying to sell mm-hmm. what are your products talking about is it relatable or is it required by the end customer or not mm-hmm. then you in consideration phase then after consideration then you move to purchase okay if you customer considering your products but not purchasing because of price option or less trust in you mm-hmm. how to make sure that you overcome that obstacle and make sure the customer purchases i'm assuming these are data driven insights that you will deliver so it's a data driven yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 that that uh, more or less is research hmm. uh, you can't go and ask everyone but you have to take a group and do this research ki why are customer looking at the products but not purchasing it then so you're saying that in the early stages uh, the founders actually better off having a bunch of these customer conversations directly to understand yes. drop off points at different level drop off points at different level yeah, yeah you have to make sure because see awareness to consideration is a easier step but consideration to purchase is a difficult step sure right after you make a purchase then you can't let go the customer the next step is repeat and then next step is loyalty so okay. that's how the journey that we look at so you have found to be a cxo of a company which mm-hmm. is let's say beauty category itself there's a specific niche maybe ayurvedic face packs which are yeah, fresh made yeah, yeah, 3 day shelf life delivered yeah uh, like a d2c uh, country delivered right so you now have those opens and kind of stuff available on a short shelf life now in order for this guy to build his retention play uh obviously there's a certain amount of spend he's doing he's generating a lot of traffic he has people coming to the website some of them are charged the cards some of them don't check out some of them complete those transactions and then they repeat they don't repeat pay so at this point from a retention stack perspective and uh, team setup slash uh, technology setup slash data set perspective what are the top three things to keep in mind and where do you see people making mistakes uh see um people making mistakes is basically uh, getting customer from consideration to purchase and not understanding why they are not moving one letter up mm-hmm. right because consideration you can get through your facebook ads google ads and acquire the customer and when they are coming to your uh, app or website whatever platform you are offering then they are consider they are aware about your product because so this is a brand that is the market and then you come then they come to your app or platform they see the products 
consideration can also be reached but moving from consideration purchase where we see the maximum fallout and and our uh, marketers or cxo doesn't understand why is it happening sure is it the pricing problem mm-hmm. is it the less trust there can be n number of reasons yeah and this is where the biggest drop off rate is and that you saying is in early days the best thing is to do is to pick up the phone and speak to the guys and correct 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 because one problem will directly solve i think thousand more customers so that's from all the insight that you do derive from a customer yeah. like it's tight yeah. point but in terms of the data setup and uh, collecting the right kind of data getting the data together and stitching it together so behavioral data for example most people don't necessarily capture in a But from what you suggested, the whole automation has to happen on day zero. Correct. Basic automation. Basic automation. Uh, where if a customer is landing on the website, mm-hmm. then you have to make sure that they end up purchasing. Maximize conversion. Maximize conversion. About cart recovery. Yeah. So this could be about correct. search and correct. 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 So capturing that behavioral data around uh, carts and searches and yeah. searches and, and, and at a customer level, what are they actually looking at? browsing right. behavior browsing behavior would be so would it i mean have you seen this campaign where somebody spent 5 minutes on a certain product page and they did not trust that and you send a communication and they came back and we do it yeah, yeah, yeah. you do that's, yeah, that's and that's a piece of automation that can help and we need no regrets i see there might be a lot of challenges around sure. you you don't have an answer okay if customer saw five pages five products which product to go after or should i go with the category a lot of ab testing that so like you can't reach the answer get the answer on day one and mm-hmm. it's not possible yeah but from a simple contribution to business and ROAS perspective that will bring me to a very important question uh, how do you link up the bottom up play around user engagement and then look at the top down metric around retention and then ROAS because ultimately it's supposed to have business impact correct and as a line item see we look at top down that is that's what, how do you influence those metrics at that level because we look at channel level metrics ultimately for an email you send out an X number of emails it will have an open rate big rate uh to the website and then conversion rate and then check out so that's a fairly sharp funnel so how do i uh, make a meaningful move with the needle using all of this something i'm very curious seeing you have to first thing you have to identify where the drop rate is where the problem lies right can i solve that thing first it's several of them right several of them yeah but biggest ones are few correct correct if you push uh, because see all the metrics that you are saying are related if i'm increasing my conversion my uh ctr will be better or ctr will be better than conversion will be better then it goes up and up and then impact the top number so it has to be so top let's say that uh you're looking at the second order rate okay mm-hmm. now you have example of customers in why or and for the majority of brands the first transaction to the second transaction is a massive drop off drop off right? yeah, that's yeah. a reality of that's a reality yeah. whether it's an app and sol or a d2c brand you acquire those customers even even happy. for stores also physical stores this is the same so most come i mean the customer is how he is he'll make his first transaction and not come back for a second one correct now you want to influence this metric around first to second transaction behavior zoom into this now from a channel of communication perspective you have all the different channels you have available you have a certain amount of user behavior that you can utilize to engage in communications But then, how do you influence that rate, and how do you move the needles? You know, if it's fifteen percent, and I want it to become twenty-five percent, can that happen using uh, communications and whatever? Yeah, it it can. It's, uh, it's a good scenario to be. Mm-hmm. See, the thing is, first uh, when you you are moving from first to second, first question that you ask, okay, what data of the customer I know about? Sure, right? I know the browsing history. If there's a very less chance the customer came on the app for the first time and made a purchase, sure. They made at least two, three visits before they make the actual purchase. That is the is something you track. That's interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, that that happens. A very less percentage of customer 
uh, ordered in the first visit. Then you have next variable that you know, okay, okay, she did a COD or she did online payment. Okay. If she did an online payment, she has more trust. Okay. Right. COD means she is not less so trust. That mm, it will come on. Okay. So you look at co-ops basis payment yeah, behavior. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's 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 what mm. we do. And then we see, okay, uh, it's a customer made the payment in one go. Look at the product. Even the third visit, look at the product, add to cart, check out, and made the per payment. Right. That's a good customer mm. because she is now convinced. Quite convinced. Okay. So now the single session, first step, second. Correct. Okay. Correct. Now I know. Okay, these are the target bases. This is high priority. Can come back. Low priority. Medium priority. Okay. Then my communication piece is that. Now for a high priority, my chance chances would be to upsell. Okay. But they are trusting me. Medium priority. First thing would be okay. Make sure that whatever they purchase before they use it, I want to replenish. Before they finish it off, and is that a conscious choice? Like how many typical days of replenishment would you have for a product like a lipstick? It probably be what, what three weeks, yeah, six weeks. Yeah, yeah. That there we have to take some assumptions. Mm -hmm. The usage is very, very relative. It could be mixed. Yeah, yeah, it could mm -hmm. be mixed. The third, so saying that uh, so the highest priority customers will get a upsell window, and that's where you will try to drive the maximum correct uh, repeats from. In some sense, because you know this person trusts your platform and they have the best chance of repeating. But you know, I'll come back to that aspect around the funnel. It'll boil down to that. Okay, you will send out a bunch of communications. Uh, you have, let's say, a million odd people acquired in a certain date, out of which 80%, 85% will not end up making a second transaction in a whatever 7, 14, 21 yeah, window that yeah, you talk yeah, about. Yeah. So in order to prevent this drop-off or leakage or churn from happening, you would want to do interventions. And that's where you break this down into the higher priority, mid-priority, low priority set. Correct. And now, whatever interventions you do are sort of communications, emails, WhatsApps, SMSs, push notifications. Yes. And they have a certain click-through rate. And what I tend to normally uh, uh, struggle to make people understand is uh, if you were to do this through these channels, the click-through rates and ultimately the, the the delta between the 15 to 25 is too large to bridge. Too large to bridge through this. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you solve for that? Uh, see, data, delta from 15 to 25 is a very large number to reach. So that's where the, for our attention, we can do the Correct. How do you it do has, it? See, uh, we, we have to go with the limitations that we have. Uh, what is the readability? Uh, what is the readability of a communication if I'm sending 200 customers? How many actually reading it? And how many are actually yeah. clicking on it? Then how many actually transacting? So uh, you can't move from 15 to 25 over a month or two months per se. Sure. But slowly, 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 gradually you have to move. Every month new customer will come. Then the older customer will be the old cohort. Sure. Then how can you talk to old cohort? Because they have really? purchased, they have moved, they have made more than one month. Hmm. The okay. response rates are anyway dull down. Anyway, yeah. so you know, you did touch upon the whole aspect of uh, the original native real estate being personalized, the website and the app personalization. So I'm personally of the view that you know, while uh, people repeating are fewer, people coming to your platform are still a lot more, right? Because it's ultimately a three to four percent conversion rate. Correct. So when somebody hits your app or your website, four percent of them transact. So there are ninety six percent people who have come to your application are not transacted. Correct. Which means even for the second transaction, when you have let's say fifteen percent people transacting. There's still a lot more who's come back but not transacted. Right? So repeat visits happen, repeat transactions don't happen. Perhaps. And we could, you know, zoom into the statistics yeah, yeah. And you mentioned some early results from a personalization experience on the native side itself, mm -hmm. where you said that uh, there's some uplift. I don't necessarily know if yeah. it's early days to put now. Well, it's very early days. But uh, is that something that you feel uh, will help you move the needle better? It will, it will. See, uh, as I talked about, I'm talking communication, but it's actually user experience. Correct. Right, user experience has to be on the communication. User experience has to be on the platform as well. That's consistent. I think that's it has to be consistent. Sure that, uh, yeah, if I'm talking about winter essential, 
if the customer is coming and seeing the interest it shall banner according to it that it makes a lot of sense right it, it is continuity it's consistency it's the same message so going it correct, so has better resonance to it correct correct so that's that's a part of ux soon so generally what we have seen is companies invest in tools but don't invest in the manpower behind those tools to really squeeze value where is it that you uh, you know squeeze value or see limitations on uh, tools which little limit you or kind of empower you yeah 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 see tools nowadays have become very very efficient in terms of uh, helping or consulting the marketer himself right so that is that is i see a large usage of the tool not only to send the communication but to understand what to say sure right uh, you can create your funnels all the events that are that are happening i'm talking about ecom per se right? sure uh, all the events that are happening in the app my particular customer what is he trying to do what is he looking at how much time he is spending on each page all these are covered in the tool sure right so it is absolutely up to marketer how well they squeeze the tool and ecom players are okay investing in tool as well as the manpower to use the tool mm. but it is up to marketer how well they can squeeze the users so it's a bit of an unusual combination we have in shitish somebody who is a software engineer by uh, by education a uh, data professional in his early career and now sitting in the marketing hot seat of retention marketing for one of the unicorns in the, the personal care segment the good lab group very interesting career path shitish very interesting journey that you've had so far we wish you all the best thank you so much for joining us today thank you for inviting me uncle thank you so much